welcome to the Wrestling Philosophy Show, where we discuss unique perspectives and beliefs on the sport of wrestling. Give us a follow or subscribe on various social media platforms, including YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Enjoy the show. Welcome, Doc Kelly the Third. How are you doing today, Coach? Hey, I'm doing well. How are you? Good, good, doing great. Uh, so glad we could jump on today and share uh, kind of your story and your in your program story. So uh, to kick Appreciate off the opportunity. Yeah, no, looking forward to it. Uh, first things first, just kind of introduce, you know, kind of your origin wrestling story for the listeners. Um, I started wrestling my junior year in high school. Oh. I actually went out on a, a dare from uh, my buddies had uh, only seen a little bit of uh, amateur wrestling on TV, but I didn't really know all my wrestling was, was WWE, WCW stuff in my head. And so my, my friends uh, gassed me up. You can do it. I was big into weightlifting. You can do it. You can go out and do it. Nobody's stronger than you. And so I went out for the team my junior year and I uh, had no idea what I was getting into. And um, had a great coach, Tim Nocton. He taught me to fall in love with wrestling before I was successful. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the key principles that I took from him. Is be, and he told me, he said, if you fall in love with it, the love for the sport is what will fuel you through tough times. And that he was true. right, my first year. <laughs> <laughs> that <is the> truth. <laughs> Who, who was your uh so you thought it was you know wwf who, uh, yes who was your, who'd you who, who'd you root for who'd you like oh rick flair was my guy you know, yeah and i'm one of the original four horsemen myself so i don't <laughs> but i was a huge rick flair fan so um and uh the only person i knew because that's uh it was that summer or summer after um uh, i happened to be watching the pan am game and I saw Kenny Monday wrestling. Okay. And I just remember, I was like, oh, this guy's last name is Monday. And he's winning and he went, you know, monster. And I just remember seeing that, that name stuck with me. So got out to wrestling. Kenny Monday was the only name that I knew when I went out for that high school team. And, oh, and wow. so it turned out, I mean, my first year was awful. I was six and 18, had five forfeits of those six wins. And I wasn't sure wrestling was for me. And so that year after uh, going into my senior year, we went to a camp and I met uh, Kurt Howe, uh, who wrestled uh, down at Clemson. And Kurt Howe was instrumental for me because he pulled me aside at the camp and said, I know your record wasn't good, but you have the tools to be great. You are your biggest enemy. And so he said, so what? You have to wrestle from your knees because you don't wear your prosthesis. So what? You only have one hand. And he said, you have the tools to be successful, man. You got to believe it. And it was the speech of my life. Uh, I mean, it was, it was Tim Tebow-esque. I should have framed it and met it in gold because I went that next year, 24 and three, my senior high school, didn't get out to the state tournament. Everybody asked what happened, what happened? And I could only point to Kurt Howell's speech um, of, of believing in yourself and having the confidence to go out and do it. And it was then that, that I started to view life differently instead of uh, obstacles. You know, I, I, I learned that obstacles are really things you only see when you take your eyes off your goals. So if you keep your eyes on your goals, obstacles really don't exist. 
And so um, went on and, and uh, competed at uh, University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Uh, they started a wrestling program while I was there. And, and some of the guys I had wrestled in high school were coming and they, hey, come on out. So I, I went out again <laughs> with friends. Don't let friends wrestle by themselves. So <laughs> it makes it a lot easier, right? <laughs> so I, I went out and uh, had a great coach there, Danny Moore. And uh, he was a no, you know, he was a no excuse guy himself. And, you know, he had polio. So he had to figure out how to be a successful wrestler himself. So when I went and, and told him my deal, he never even looked up from the desk when I was talking to him. And when I got done talking, he looked up and said, are you done? I said, yeah. He said, oh, okay. Conditions at three o'clock today. And so Let's go. I showed up there and, uh, you know, walked onto the team and uh, just worked hard, man. I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, uh, don't have all the talent in the world, but um, hard work's a slow walker and it'll catch you eventually. And so just showed up every day, worked hard in the wrestling room, conditioning, and just try to get better each and every day. And, and eventually in year two there, worked my way into the lineup, became a starter. And, and I'll never forget the coach said it to the team. He said, uh, he said, here, here, Doc Kelly is, uh, walked onto the team and is starting and, and he's starting because he's dependable. He's here every time we practice. He's at every weightlifting practice, never complains. He's dependable. And that's what being reliable will do. It'll make room for you. And so um, just had a great assistant coach in college, Donnell Rawls. Unbelievable, man. Uh, he taught me uh, the importance of how to practice and how you carry that over into wrestling matches. And uh, he would ask things and just with the mind, strengthening my mind, we'd be running around, warming up. He'd ask things, you know, how many takedowns are you gonna give up today? When we first asked that, I would give him a number. And eventually I figured out the number was zero because you need to go to practice believing that you were never gonna give up a takedown. And, and so um, he was a, a, a credible technician and just how to manage a match. And so anyway, ended up qualifying. Um, you know, I placed in the conference tournament my junior year and then qualified out my senior year in 96 and, and went out to Minneapolis, Minnesota. And, and, and you know, of course I drew eventual three-time all uh, national champion Eric Guerrero in the first round. I had no idea who Oklahoma State was or who Eric Guerrero was. Uh, uh, John Smith looked familiar in the corner right. when I went to the mat, but you said, oh, that guy looks draw, right? right off the roof. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I share your pain when I when I qualified to the number one seed one year and the number two seed the other year, the years I qualified. Yeah. So I was like, oh, right. Exactly. exactly. So yeah. Yeah. I just remember that you know, I, I, I replayed a match in my head. I just remember he was so tough to try to finish on. And we went, you know, 45 seconds of me trying to finish on his legs and he wouldn't give it up and I wouldn't let go. And so... I remember picking bottom in the second period and he, I, he was trying to turn me. I wouldn't turn, but I couldn't get out. And um, the, the referee hit him for stalling on top. Oh, and yeah. That Oklahoma State crowd let me have it. Oh, yeah. as the first time I heard thousands of people, you know, booing me and calling me things that my mother didn't name me. So I just, <laughs> so they, they just, so we, I mean, so it's, but that, that match, 
I lost to him. I can't even tell you what the score was, but I got decision to him. And um, that is what opened people's eye. You know, people are like, who is this guy wrestled Eric Guerrero? You know, that you tough. six and, years into your wrestling career, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. So, um, so that got me some recognition. I, I, I won uh, the next round and then I, you know, my career ended. I didn't make weight the second day going into national. So uh, I'll take the fault. My coach takes the blame because he's the one who told me he didn't think I had a prayer. Yeah, so I he can. told me to eat up and feel comfortable. And, and I did. And then when I wrestled Got a little too close, comfortable, huh? <laughs> yeah. So I weighed, I weighed out, I weighed out after I wrestled at 39, I, you know, I wrestled 126. So oh, wow. uh, I, I got back down and missed weight. I was uh, six tenths of a pound over on oh, day two. And that's, that's how my wrestling career ended. So, uh, but from that, got recognition from the National Wrestling Hall of Fame, the NCAA Hall of Champions, and, uh, you know, the Hall of Fames at my college and high school, and, and just opened up so many doors and avenues. And when, when I went to the Hall of Fame, I had no intention of coaching and, and just thought I'd give coaching a try. And here I am 24 years later. <laughs> so still, what was that spark then a coach? You know, you know, you're six years in, your you're competitive, you know, I guess folk style career is over. But what was the, the spark? You know, looking back, was there a certain certain moment that kind of sparked that coaching interest? You know what? That's, that's, a, that's a good question. I, I think the fear of it ended because I tell people all the time now, my career still hasn't ended because I live it vicariously through the guys I coach. And so it never ends, but I just didn't know what to do without wrestling. It becomes so such an integral part of my life in a short span of time. And mm-hmm. felt like I had missed uh, a lot of it because I started so late. And uh, so I just wanted to keep it going. And I, and by the grace of God, the doors kept opening and, you know, here I am still coaching and doing, doing what I love. So. I look at, I haven't worked in I haven't worked in 24 years. I've just been coaching <laughs> wrestling. That's awesome, right? <laughs> Tr- truly love it, obviously, right? Yes, truly yes. They learned yes. day one, right? Still yes. stuck with you. So what brought you to Lords? How how that whole, you know, I remember talking to you back then. We we talked to off air, but you know, I remember meeting you, one of my uh wrestlers, right? End up wrestling for you, right? Yes. First year, right? You yes, know, yes. Kind of reached out, hey, starting a program here. And yes. I, you know, I got a a fine young man, you know, leads a great life. It's someone that you wanted on a team. And um, shout out Jacob Subpoena. But uh, I guess what brought you to Lords? Yeah. I came to Lord, you know, I was at Anderson, Division Two for 16 years. And then this, this Lord started a program. And I, uh, I, I always thought um, if I could get to a place where the wrestling talent was elite in the high school, that's, 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 I guess that is a knock on South Carolina, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. So Ohio is arguably the the second best wrestling state in the country. And so I thought if I could get there, the resources are there. And so, um, you know, coming and building it from nothing was tough. I mean, that's tough. When all you have to sell is a dream, you don't have any history to sell, but you know, to me, building a wrestling program is like eating pickles. You know, if you can ever get the first pickle out the jar, getting the second one's a little easier. So if I could just get it going. I've never heard that one. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> so and, uh, and I don't, and I don't even I'm eat pickle pickles. Fan, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, 
So that, that was the draw was to come with the talent because I don't have family here. I didn't have any friends here. It was just me and uh, um, <laughs> my family just uprooted and moving. I had, had two young boys at the time. They were, they were nine and, and uh, six at the time. And I thought if I were ever going to move, the time to take them was young before they got rooted and planted. And, and so we came here and, and, and biggest payoff of my life coming here. So, oh, nice, nice. so, but you talk about your five-year journey, right? Let, let talk about that a little bit. Oh, here's so year one's the toughest because you don't have anything to sell. You know, I'm, I'm calling, calling every high school coach. <laughs> so I was talking to you, trying to get anybody I could here. Most important goal for me was to field a full lineup. I thought if you're going to start a program, you have to fill the full lineup by any means necessary. And so uh, I, I wasn't being uh, picky with, <laughs> with who I got and, and I was fortunate to get some good guys. But the one thing I was picky about was character. I wanted good character guys because I lose. I don't mind losing with good guys, but I, I don't want to lose with jerks and people who don't respect the sport or the university or, or what we stand for. And, and so uh, we came in the first year, we had 17 guys and we put them out there and we wrestled. We won one dual meet uh, that first year. And I told the guys winning one is better than not winning it. Right. So, uh, but it was, it was grit and, and determination and being part of history. So no one could ever take that experience away from them. That's what we sold it on. And, and so, you know, from year one to year two, we, we ballooned the program from seven, 17 kids to 35 kids from year two to year three, 35 to 46, you know, so the, the, the growth of it. And each year we just tried to get better quality mm-hmm. while maintaining the quantity. And so uh, here we are, year five, we, you know, we finished top 15 last year in the country, uh, nationals, two All-Americans. Uh, two years prior, we had our first All-Americans. Uh, we returned all five national qualifiers, nice. uh, added some big time division one transfers in the quality recruiting class. We were ready to make a jump, we think into the top five. So, uh, you know, all in five years and, and, me and Coach Pisker, you know, he's, he's been here with me from day one, my assistant. But building it, we sat down in the beginning and said, the only way we can do this is we don't, we can't have egos between the two of us. We can't argue who gets the credit. And so, you know, he does a lot more on the mat and, and uh, with the team and, and I'm doing everything else. And I don't, I don't have an ego about that. When I need to get on the mat, I will. And, and, but we don't care who gets the credit. God's got to get the glory and the team's going to be successful because we all look great in the picture when we're winning conference championships and qualifying guys out to nationals. And so that, that philosophy spilled over onto the guys is, is, you know, we get some alpha males in here, but iron sharp is iron in the room and we're all headed to the same destination. And that's to get on the podium and, and get as many people there as we can, but, but ego, we can't have it. And so we nip it in the bud. So, it's, it's been a, a tremendous, like I said, a tremendous five-year journey. Once we got the plane, I told Coach Chris, the hardest part of getting the fly in the plane is getting it off the ground. Because yeah. <laughs> if you could ever get it off the ground, you can get it on cruise control. You get to the right altitude. And so, you know, getting it off the ground, the program off the ground. And so now we're, we're, now we're flying. And this is the fun part now because we, we got it in the air. So we can just add the, 
the 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 trim work to what we're trying to do as opposed to building the engine and a, and a transmission so oh, that's awesome that's awesome and you know like you said getting it off the ground starting right zero roster right facilities right getting that up and going um i guess what has that changed you know outside of your roster you know has your facilities changed much or what are you guys working on as a as a program yes that's that's, that's years? That is, and, and, and I'll say, because people always ask, um, what is it, you know, how have you been able to be so successful so quickly? And it's, it's the direct link is, you can, you can only be successful as your athletic director and your president allow you to be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not a magic formula. 100%. So, yeah, if, if they don't All give All the people you, on board, right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. You're exactly right. So um, I have a really, really good uh, athletic director. We have a really good president who supports and uh, who they, and they come to watch. The, the president's, uh, tell you this, president, the, the first year she knew about wrestling because she was at Seton Hill before she came here. Okay. But when her grandson started wrestling, perfect, it changed her view of wrestling. And when You're she had quick. to go and sit in high school bleachers all day and watch, he said, well, he was one of three times. She had to watch him get two forfeits and he didn't let her leave. You know, <laughs> so, so she was adamant. Day. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> so she was adamant about having a full lineup because sitting in the stands to watch your grandchild get a forfeit isn't fun. She wanted to watch wrestling. And, and so she understood. So she gave us the, the tool. She came to never forget. She watched a, we had a, a volleyball wrestling doubleheader. She came from the volleyball match where it was in the new uh, gym, you know, this led lighting. And she came into the auxiliary gym where we wrestled some of our matches right after that. And she walked up to me just before the match started. She said, is it my eyes or is it dim here? And I said, where did you come from? And she said, I came from the volleyball match. I said, oh, that's because the lighting over there is brand new. The lighting in here is 20 years old, Dr. Gowalik. And, and she said, I'm going to do something about that. And the next year, she spent $15,000 replacing the lighting. Nice. Uh, you know, just, just that, uh, the athletic director, you know, she, we hosted the kind of tournament. She wanted color-coordinated mats, you know, bought us a third mat. So we have three full mats. Wow. Um, we're getting the facility painted. We're getting uh, murals put up on the wall. Um, they uh, redone our little fitness center here that's in the practice facility where we are. We like to, to compete in our practice facility because we can pack it tight, get it loud, get the students standing on the balcony overseeing the mat, and we can get the place rocking and rolling. Um, so what's that like? So you practice or you compete in your practice facility? We can practice. We compete in our practice facility. So paint that picture for. for that, so later. so it's it's wooden bleachers on one full side of the gym, okay. and then on the other side is our offices. It's elevated, so our office is up on the second level. Nice. But you can walk out from the offices and oversee the entire gym floor. Nice. So that is balcony space that we allow kids to stand up. The president watches from up top. She loves feeling like she's right on top of it because you can hear everything. Mm-hmm. TV is here, uh, BCSN. They're, they're, they're um, filming our, uh, uh, broadcasting our matches. Right. Okay. So we get the place rocking and rolling. And so uh, we, can, we can control factors. We always line the opponents up. It's right uh, um, 
perpendicular to the door opening. So when people come in for the match, cold air blows right in on the opponents sitting on the on the bench. So so they have to keep staying warm, staying on a bike, jumping jacks, and stay warm. We can we can control all the facts. It's just a real true home mat advantage. So COVID changed that because we wrestle all the matches over the facility for the space. Oh, okay. And, yeah. So we're hoping that COVID is going to be, um, you know, um, of such that we can resume wrestling back here in our, in our practice facility. But we, we love it because we're here every day and, and, you know, we don't roll the mats up. The mats are out when they're out here. We're, we're not in the mat moving business. So um, <laughs> and what a beautiful sight it is to behold. Wrestling, two full wrestling mats covering the gym floor of the basketball court. So send me some picks. I'd like to see that. I'm, okay, I will. I'll come up I will. and visit. You know, I'm not far, okay. but uh, <laughs> yes. I'll come up and visit sometime. I will, I will. Yeah, BCSN, they do a great job. They cover our yes. up this way, too. They got oh, okay. started up in your area, and now they cover Erie, and they do, you know, the, the high school stuff up here, obviously. Oh, okay. So they do a great job, you know, covering, covering yes. the sports. You know, all the sports, you know, it's usually, you know, wrestling's kind of left by the wayside. Yes, yes, they, yes. They, they do cover wrestling, so. Yes, yes. Uh, that's cool. That's cool. So uh, we talked a little off air, too. NAIA, right? Your your perceptions yes. of the NAIA change, you know. So. Yes, it is. It's, Didn't fill me in on what those perceptions are, but you want to talk <laughs> about them? Yeah, so, so you know, I, I wrestled the Division One. Uh, uh, started coaching four years at Division One and and as an assistant, and then I went and coached at Division Two at the Anderson University for sixteen years, and so. Uh, my perception of NAI were not good um, when I coached at uh, Division One and at Division Two. Uh, I, I was guilty of saying that NAI. Uh, uh, I would hear other coaches say this that that they didn't want to wrestle NAI schools because the teams were always tough and we questioned their academic uh, uh, legitimacy and 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 so um, it wasn't until I became a coach at NAI schools that I realized that the academic requirements aren't different at all from the NCAA requirements. Uh, you know, we don't have sliding scale for the ACT, SAT, and, and that was the only difference. But many of the same kids had the, had the same grades <laughs> that the kids did at the NCAA schools. And so um, I, I then realized why NCAA schools didn't want to wrestle NCAA schools, because they were tough. <laughs> and that was just a built-in excuse of all oh, they're wrestling illegal guys. No, they're tough. And so now I see because now that we're tough, it's funny, certain schools don't want any part of you if they, if they don't think that they can be you and, and they have to put their lineups out there. Easier said. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, that has been uh that has been um um a great thing to experience is, yes, you know what? We have kids who are great academically who can also wrestle. So if, you, if they want to wrestle, it's not up toe-to-toe. We don't run from anybody. And and uh, I just got off the phone a few minutes ago with, with um, um, Coach Coach Spotseller down at Ashland because we opened up uh, with Ashland. Uh, you know, and he was able to do this, this uh, wine and cheese <laughs> event while we wrestle. It's just that's ah, fine. We, we double egg somebody you. into your yeah, wine man, table. Yeah. So be it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's, um, you know, the perceptions are still there, but for me, probably the best thing ever happened was wrestling at the NEI because it's growing at such a tremendous level. Um, it's, 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 wrestling's growing the fastest at the NEI level. 
Uh, we're adding the, on the men's side more than any other level. And, um, you know, all over the country and, and, and the Brotherhood accepted me. And I still have my friends at the, the Division One, Division Two, and Division Three level. Um, you know, here in Ohio, the Division Threes are huge. So I have a lot of friends at the Division Three level who coach. And, and so there's perceptions of that because we didn't have the Division Three level, much of it down in the South. So, um, you know, it's just breaking through those perceptions. But, but, but the one thing is, is wrestling is universal. Doesn't matter what level you are, the elite guys are elite, whether it's NAIA or Division One. If you're for real, you're for real. Right. And so maybe we don't have the the, the depth uh, that the Division Ones may have, or or we can't put on the show at Nationals that Division One does. But tough wrestlers are tough wrestlers. So. That that's awesome. So you talk about the you know your your institution, the support. Talk about NAI. What's uh, for a student athlete coming there, what what's some of the academic programs that you guys are known for? Yeah, so we're huge. We have several that we're that that, that we're known for. Our nursing program, uh, our education department is is outstanding. Our business department is off the charts. Uh, our criminal justice, uh, and I'm missing one. So uh, uh, education, nursing, um, business. Um, criminal justice, and there's uh, one more come to me. Right. So, uh, but so nevertheless, so uh, we have a huge e-gaming, uh, e-sports. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, oh. we do e-sports. So we have we have that here as well. So it's it um th those are our I mean th those are the ones that <laughs> most of my guys are majoring in those. And, and as you know, your your Russell, your Jake Sabina turned out to be a fantastic theology. Uh, teacher here, holy moly, is he a fantastic teacher? Mm -hmm. He's going over and beyond. And, uh, you know, we've had several nursing uh, majors, and they are in high demand uh, right. when they wrestle and they're nurses. So uh, the academic programs uh, here are really good, and that helps to draw because the professors work so well with the wrestling program. Being a nursing major is not a easy, uh, not a, a a problem when they get to their senior year and they have to do clinicals and, and because we try to um, just schedule them where you know it might be a week where they can't wrestle and do it with me because they have clinicals going on so um, so it's 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 a really good uh, really good thing for us here with the majors and uh, um, and our grad school which is how we've been able to get some really good grad transfers here the last two years. You mentioned some D1 transfers. Are you allowed to talk about that a little bit? Or? Yeah, so, yeah, so we, we are. We have, some, uh, um, we have a couple guys here, Richard Jackson from, from, from okay. Kent State. And, uh, Toledo uh, Central Catholic guy. Yes, so he's from, yes, yeah, he yeah. is. Uh, Hunter Yaki, Wasian. Yeah, you know, he, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. From, from uh, uh, Central Catholic. We have Blake uh, Montry, who's still with us because of Kobe. He wrestled last year and this year from Central Michigan. Um, so uh, they're they're getting the MBAs, and uh, we have a couple on the hook for next year. We're, we're hoping to reel in too. So having a good graduate program, uh, along to accompany your undergraduate programs, is is a is a great great resource to get quality guys who want to continue their education and finish on a on a on a strong note. And that's what I love about the, the Toledo area. There's great wrestlers who went off, who who may come back and have an extra year because of COVID. Come back home and finish up. Let your family see you wrestle. Right, in, you know, come out of their house and watch you wrestle. And it's uh, so that's uh, we're just looking forward to it. So excited about all the great things that's going on. 
That that's awesome. So how does that work then? Is that uh, you know, if they're coming from the NCAA to NAI, you know, is it do they have that extra year because of COVID, or is or how how does that work? I guess they do. They have the extra year because of COVID because it didn't okay. count. So they get they get another year. And you know, Blake Montry last year we thought was his last year, and COVID didn't count. So he's getting two years here to finish strong. Wow. So you know, we think we think all three of the grad transfers are going to be on the podium. It's just a matter of where they are, one through eight. And uh, you couple that with the other guys. That's why we anticipate making a big jump. And and uh, I'll tell you what, so a talent like that attracts other talent. There are some guys who, because iron sharpens iron, they right. want to come where great iron is and get right. sharp. And they don't, they're not afraid of the talent and getting better in the room. And so, you know, we'll, I, we're looking forward to it. If I have to come up with a cure for COVID myself, we're gonna we're gonna get through this year. So yeah, no, I'm super excited for this season too, you know, kind of getting through right last year. Now, now, you know, here we are right before um, you know, this season. I'm super excited too. Yes, so yes. You, you talked about roster, right? And you're kind of northwest Ohio for those that don't don't know, you know, not far from Michigan, not far from Indiana. Obviously, you right. mentioned Ohio and all the D3, D2 programs. What's what's your roster makeup? You know, what states, areas, you know, do you kind of, you know, obviously you probably open anywhere, but what's the general area you, you guys are looking at or drawing kids in from? You know, the general area is Ohio, the state of Ohio. So the majority of our 34 uh, guys are from the state of Ohio. We have a couple um, from Michigan now. We've trickled over <laughs> the border <laughs> and snatched them over from Michigan. And, and, and we, are, we recruit over to Indiana as well. Um, we, we have a, I, I felt we have a, a transfer coming in from uh, Buffalo. Um, and Justin McDougal will be here in a couple of days. So he's, he's the real deal as well. So every now and then we can reach, you know, a state like New York or, or Georgia or California like that. But it's, it's, Primarily 90% is, is Ohio. And, you know, before I came here, I didn't understand why, but now after being in five years, I, I do. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I'm glad it's this way. There's a pride about the students who are from the state of Ohio. They have a pride about representing the state of Ohio. So oftentimes many of them have offers to go other places, they would, choose to stay in the state of Ohio and represent the state of Ohio. And I love that pride about the, 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 the kids have, the have about representing the state of Ohio. Now we'll take them from, from other areas, but when we, so we have a pride about representing North University and Northwest Ohio. And we just feel like this is a, a untapped area. And, and, you know, you can go to your powerhouse areas, um, but if this were oil field, we're just getting started, uh, you know, and there's this no hole in the ground with great talent here that's still being mined that we think that that's that coming through the high school ranks and, and you know, within you know, 50, 70, 80 miles of, of Toledo, which, you know, I love it here in Toledo. Uh, uh, as the motto goes, you'll, you'll do better in Toledo and you'll do better at Lord's University, so... <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. No, that's awesome. That's good to hear. Yeah, there's plenty of talent. That, that there's definitely no shortage of talent in Ohio. Even we had a <clears throat> talk, you know, wrestling all the time. But Central House, you know, programs are coming up down there. So it, it's it's exciting seeing what's going on in Ohio at all levels. Yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, speaking of all levels, right? You guys also have a girls program. I know you're not the coach, but obviously you're you're a piece of that, right? Yes, uh, yeah. yes, yes. So the listeners on that. 
Yeah, so so uh, a couple of years ago, the president uh, asked to meet with me, and, and we discussed about adding uh, women's wrestling, and and uh, you know what 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 would it take to do that, and so we, um, you know, and if it could be successful, and how would, what would success look like, and so you know with the athletic director, and we sat down and came up with a blueprint, and and they she, I give kudos to the president. She strategically she found a generous donor. Um, who wow. was able to fund uh, the startup of the program. And so, uh, you know, kudos to him. And, and uh, from there, we have began to build a program. So it was a bit challenging for us though, because at the time we started it, uh, women's wrestling was not a sanctioned sport in high school in the state of Ohio. And I mean, so still I think not, yeah. that, yes, still exactly. So, hopefully next year, we'll see. Yes, yes. I, I think that will increase the pool of uh, student athletes, female student athletes to recruit from. Correct. And so, so now the challenge is you have to cross state lines to get girls. When you try to get quantity, you know, we, we have some Ohio girls on the roster, but um, so that was, but I, you know, I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't opt to coach that just because of the, the MISS program, uh, first of all, after getting it off the ground in five years, me and Coach Pritzker said, we never get another program off the ground from scratch again. <laughs> Not in our right mind. We both told each other we'd slap each other if we ever thought about it. But, thought about it. Uh, I didn't think about yeah. it. <laughs> Exactly. So, but, uh, but I had my own boys, you know, they're 14, 11 now. And I didn't, I, don't, I didn't want to miss them being oh, so consumed with wrestling. I, I get it. I get it. So are they involved in wrestling then? You know what? They are not. Okay. They are tremendous athletes. Yeah, they are mean? not wrestlers. They know how to wrestle. Okay. But they don't wrestle. They've, they, they've teased me about wrestling. Yeah. They both mentioned they may wrestle. One's a freshman in high school. All right, that was in the sixth grade, but they both are in football season right now, oh, cool. and, and uh, they both do track. In fact, I'll say this: I'm proud. My my 14 year old's uh, fastest 14 year old state of Ohio. He's a middle school champion in the hundred meters. Wow! Yeah. No way. Yes, he he is elite. Ran 11:46 in the hundred meters. Wow! 14 years old. So makes his uh, high school debut tonight. Uh, uh, for St. John's. Um, okay. So, oh, cool. Uh, um, Mike Savona, is he still at uh, St. John's? He, he was uh, a principal at, at where I coach at St. Mary's. Mike yes. Savona, um, I know he's there a couple of years ago. I'm not sure. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, oh, yes. Mike so. is an awesome guy. We used to come up to their tournament to wrestle, obviously. Yes, at, yes. He left St. Mary's, but his son, AJ, awesome young man. And uh, oh, I miss man. those okay. guys. So they go to, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so, so, wow, David yeah. Knight, what position? Uh, wide receiver. He's wide receiver, and uh, uh, you blame me for that. Uh, <laughs> and he also plays safety some, and, and my youngest is a little wide receiver, too. He's he's equally talented. He's just in the sixth grade. They haven't figured it out yet, so everybody. But, um, but yeah, so it's – it's uh, man, it's good. So, I'm, I'm at the football games. I'm going tonight. Like I said, it's his first one, so um, – and uh, but I enjoy it, so I, I I didn't want to push them into wrestling. I didn't want them to have the target on their back because they're my sons, and I didn't want them to live with it. But um, but they are are um, like I said, they they know how to wrestle. They watch it. They come to the match. My youngest comes to practice. So uh, but I'm I'm content with it. So uh, I'm I'm as loud at the football field as I am on the wrestling match. So. <laughs> gotta love it like you mentioned uh, kicking off the show right you gotta be love loving what you do or you know it's yes. the same so if they correct, and correct. Track, 
Correct. And let him let him let him do it. So yes, yes, yes. <laughs> well, cool. No, coach, I know you got to jump to another meeting here. So, but I know we just scratched the surface, but I, I'm glad we were able to, you know, get in touch, yes. you know, this way. You know, hopefully I can come up and visit and, and check out the facilities. Yes, you know, for sure. But uh, I appreciate your time today and uh, okay. Appreciate the opportunity. Appreciate what you're doing for, for wrestling as a whole. You know, this is this is uh, benefiting everyone. I listen to uh, many of your podcasts. So I just just thank you. You, you produced the Jacob subpoenas of the world who are still impacting the world. Your what your investment is still reaping harvest in the wrestling world, and 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 we're all in this together. So. Thank you for what you do and the time you take to promote wrestling. So it is, it's, it's, it's appreciated. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad you're in Ohio. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. So. All right. Thanks coach. It's time to start planning for next season's tournaments. Be sure you have Smitty's corner rugs on your mats to protect them and keep them clean. Get a hold of him directly at Smitty four, three, nine, five, two at Gmail. If you have a tournament, it's the way to go. It creates a custom coach's box so your tournament runs efficiently and keeps the mats clean since they use a top spray Mercy Killer. Well, I was just saying to you there, you know, how uh, I've got corner, you know, rug inventory. You know, tis the season. Tis the you know, season I, I, right now. Right.